0: Good morning everyone. Welcome to Moneyball Minute. My name is Kirk Henderson and I'm editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyball.com. Thank you for joining me. It is Tuesday, November 22nd and I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. Uh, Let's get right to it because there's a number of things that I want to point you in the direction of. If you need a little palate cleanser, last week there was an incredible podcast uh, from <clears throat> the thinking, the guys over at Thinking Basketball, it's uh, by Ben Taylor, who has a, a popular YouTube channel and a, a Patreon called Thinking Basketball, did a, about an hour-long show on the differences in heliocentrism between uh, Luka Doncic and Trey Young. They, they really do an interesting job of breaking down uh, the two teams and kind of the differences in how Luka and Trey play. Uh, it's been a while since that rhetoric had heated up, so that was a fun one to listen to last week. Um, the next show, that, or the, the next thing that I wanted to to point your attention to was an article that I wrote, uh, and I wrote it last week, but I actually sort of sat on it, because when the Mavericks have these sort of really frustrating losses, I rev up about the same topics. Well, for once, I decided to actually commit those thoughts to paper, and I wrote a a. a column that seemed very fitting after the Dallas Mavericks lost to the Denver Nuggets called There Is No Help Coming for These Dallas Mavericks. And those of you who are listening to a daily show like this already know this stuff. Uh, But it's Tim McMahon when he went on the low post and sort of broke down all the different elements that led to Jalen Brunson leaving. It felt worth going deeper and understanding how after drafting Luka Doncic and then Jalen Brunson the Dallas Mavericks have proceeded to either make all of their their basically every single choice that they've made in terms of team building hasn't worked out. It's really shocking when you when you see it all online. And as a result of that, they've sort of boxed themselves in this year where they have a overpaid team over the salary cap, they don't have draft picks that they can trade, and there aren't moves to be made that aren't That wouldn't really hurt one element of what they're trying to do. By it's basically moving problems around. Um, I didn't write it in the negative sense. It's not critical of Mark or critical of Donnie or critical of Haralabad. It's the entire journey and what the Mavericks have done to get themselves in this situation, and it's it's worth taking a look at because I think this season might be a little more frustrating than we're all willing to admit. Um, the, the link for these things, by the way, guys are in the show notes and I hope you go and, and, and give a, give a click through and just take a look at some of these things. Um, next Josh Bowe wrote a piece that <laughs> walks through why he thinks this Mavericks team is pretty ideal for uh day-to-day chatter with sort of the, the two steps forward, one step back routine that the Mavericks do. Um, he, he walks through elements of this and, and, you know, that the Mavericks have, you know, while they are nine and seven, they could be, they could be, they could be a uh, 15 and one. That's how stupid some of these losses have been. And he walks through uh, all the bad losses and why it's sort of ridiculous to, to, and, and fun to argue about them. I, I really did enjoy this piece from Josh. Um, and then jo- uh, Doyle Rader has a piece up called these uh, Dallas Mavericks look a lot like last season's Dallas Mavericks. Now, if you'll notice, Josh Doyle and I, we all sort of wrote on a theme. It wasn't intentional, but we we think that the Mavericks are kind of at an inflection point. Nine and seven is obviously fine. There's a morass in the West that it's going to be very hard. Uh, uh, it's going to take like either a win streak or a losing streak from somebody to start to break this up because it's it's the logjam is not going to solve itself overnight. Um, but anyway, th- this piece that Doyle wrote is is, is nice. I, I appreciate where Doyle comes from on this because Doyle's much more of a beat reporter guy than I am. He looks at this thing with far less emotion than I do. And, and the fact that all three of us sort of covered this from a specific angle, I think, is, is worth everyone's time. Um, the last thing that I want to point you to is Jason Kidd's post-practice press conference, which the Dallas Mavericks have been so good as to point us towards – and it's you, you can't really hear the questions because Jason Kidd's the only one mic'd up, um, but the the answers that he gives are really really unsatisfactory to just about everything. Uh, to to why he's making decisions within the rotations, uh, he describes the hot hand. I don't think he meant to. He tried to explain that Christian Wood isn't playing because they don't have the bigs to play right now with Maxi Kleba out, it's it's just the sort of thing that harkens back to why Josh Bow, myself, and, and any Milwaukee Bucks fan would tell you why the Mavericks should have maybe not hired Jason Kidd. Now, I'm not on the fire kid bandwagon, but he's not done a good job. He just hasn't right now. And I mean this season, obviously you go to the Western conference finals. It's fine, but they've talked to us about continuity being one of their biggest strengths. And he falls back on how they're trying to incorporate new guys. And there's just lots of low key excuse making from Jason Kidd. He doesn't take responsibility for much at all. And I don't like that. I just don't like it. Um, who you know the, the response might be who cares what what you think kirk and maybe that's the case but at this point in time you can't feel good about this dallas mavericks team in relation to our expectations now were our expectations too high maybe my pen tweet is expectations are the thief of joy but i do think that the kid could be coaching a better basketball-like game than he does. He sits there with his hands in his pockets. He never defends his superstar. And he always seems to be a bit of a bystander from whatever's going on with the Mavericks on the court. Uh, He does play, he needs to play a more active role. He just does. Um, I hope all this works out. That would be great. But Jason Kidd is right now giving a strong year two Jason Kidd vibes which is to say in his previous job with the Bucks, he absolutely imploded and they moved on from him. I don't think that's going to be the case here, but he's certainly not putting on a performance that's giving everyone a lot of confidence. All right, guys, thanks for spending part of your day with me. I hope uh, everyone has a better Tuesday after a sort of Mavs hangover Monday. Uh, We'll see what else comes up. There's a number of good things getting posted on Mavs Moneyball today. I hope you check out the site. Maybe we'll be back and talking about them soon. Everyone have a great day. Talk soon.